Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. Now, during his latest address to the nation, providing further details on COVID-19 restrictions, President Cyril Ramaphosa announced that the curfew now begins at 11 p.m. until 4 a.m. And this will also be in effect on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. And questions have risen, uh, arisen rather as a result that if a motorist is involved in a car accident during the curfew period, where technically they are breaking the law by being on the road if they don't have the necessary work permit, will that be sufficient reason for an insurer to reject a claim? And uh, we are joined now by the chairperson of the Justice Programme South Africa, Howard Dembowski, to talk a little bit about this. Howard, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Thank you, Sakina, and good afternoon to you and to the listeners. Well, a pretty straightforward question, really. Um, If you have an accident during the curfew period without the necessary permit and, you know, whether it was an emergency or otherwise, could this actually affect your insurance coverage? Well, regrettably, in some cases, it probably could because, I mean, let's face it, there are a lot of insurers who appear to believe that they are in business to enrich themselves and not to uh, actually cover people from their losses. Um, But the fact is that they are not law enforcement authorities, and if they want to uh, actually present themselves as law enforcement authorities, perhaps they they should um, tag that to the titles of the insurance companies. Ultimately, they, they are... Um, there to cover you from financial loss. They are not there to uh, act or police you on behalf of the state. And unfortunately, it's not just in this instance where um, it applies to a curfew. Uh, Sometimes there are other instances as well where the insurers uh, insist on having certain gadgets fit into your vehicle before they can insure you, Howard. And very often we don't question those because we're just looking for lower premiums. Yes, indeed. You know, look, I've even heard of insurance companies employing um, pseudo-crash investigators to work out whether people were complying with the speed limits at the time that they were involved in a collision or not, and repudiating claims on the the basis of a flawed calculation um, that a person was exceeding the speed limit. And again, I say that the insurance companies really, really need to re-examine what they are in business for. Uh, They're certainly not, to my mind, there to uh, enrich themselves and build um, incredibly huge and impressive buildings to accommodate their staff that are now working from home. Um, they, They are there to cover people from financial and material loss and to put those people back in the position that they would have been if they had not suffered that loss. And to come along and then gripe about the fact that only... 30% of motorists are actually insured, Um, perhaps they should look at their own behavior and um, maybe think about adjusting it before they gripe much more because it is my view that they are going to lose more and more clients as they go along because people are just going to say, well, what's the point of paying insurance um, premiums if, if I'm not going to be covered against a loss?
Indeed. And, and you know, speaking of those uh, telematics devices that these insurance companies um, have installed in your vehicle, and it records all sorts of information about your driving behavior. Um, and, you know, you spoke about them even employing people after the fact to also check and try and work out how fast you were driving, perhaps at the time of an accident. But one of the things that bugs me about this, uh, because I'm with an insurer, Howard, that actually sends you a report based on that device and what it records while you are driving. And one of the things I've noticed is that when my phone rings, for example, so um, the phone is actually coupled to the car and that system. So when my phone rings, I've got on my steering wheel a button that I press, uh, that I flick. I don't even have to look at it. I know where it is. And I answer my phone. But as per that telematic device, it records it as though I was on my phone. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and they, they failed to take into account that you are, in fact, allowed to use your telephone so long as it's not ha- held on any part of, exactly. of your body. And, um, you know, it, it just gets totally ridiculous, to be very honest with you. I have no objection to an insurance company in, encouraging and rewarding good driving behavior. But um, when when they go to these limits, uh, there was another report that I heard of where uh, an insurance company uh, basically gave one of its clients a reaming out for driving at, um, I think it was uh, 100 kilometers an hour, um, entering an off-ramp from a freeway. They turned around and said the speed limit there is 60 kilometers an hour, which is utter nonsense. So, you know, uh, insurance companies, as I said, need to stick to what they're actually supposed to do and uh, stop with this nonsense. And quite frankly, um, you know, let me give you another example here. Uh, I had recent cause to have a look at my uh, existing insurance premium. And lo and behold, I discover in there that um, I'm not covered against loss on my vehicle if I don't have a current license disc on, on, on my vehicle. Now, let me ask you a question. What has a license disc got to do with roadworthiness? And what has it got to do with anything if my vehicle gets stolen? So you're telling me up front that you're not going to pay my claim if someone comes and scales my vehicle because I didn't um, manage to get a license disc in time. Uh, really, uh, it's getting a little bit ridiculous, don't you think? Certainly does. And and speaking of, now you have this lockdown period whereby people have not been able to, for example, renew their licenses, and this can become a technicality on which their claims may be rejected. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, and I have to keep on repeating it, these insurance companies need to go and examine why it is that they're in business. And if they're not in business to protect people from material losses, they should go and do something else. Maybe they should become street buskers or something like that. But uh, they shouldn't, certainly shouldn't enter into vehicle insurance. But what recourse is there for the motorist, Howard, in, in, in these instances? Well, uh, one has the opportunity to approach the ombud for uh, short-term insurance if your insurance company decides to repudiate your claim. And um, 
you know, the ombud is going to sit and preside over that matter and is allegedly independent. Uh, I don't know how quite that works, given the fact that it is actually funded 100% by the insurance industry. Um, so, but um, one does have that recourse. And ultimately, if, the, if you don't get that satisfaction there, then to approach the, uh, our courts for satisfaction. But I don't think I need to tell you that even though the Constitution uh, guarantees your right to access the courts, what it doesn't do is guarantee your affordability to do so. Indeed. Howard Dembowski, thanks so much for your time. Uh, Howard is the chairperson of Justice Project South Africa.